Good morning, this is Aisha with Black Girl from Eugene. Uh, today we have a guest, Julianne, and she is from Black Joy, Oregon, um, and she's amazing. She's been on my show before, and we had such a good time. So we are going back together again to have a show together, and we will um, talk about purity politics and all of the drama that goes along with that, and also... Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to make sure that she can come through. Anyway, so I'm waiting for my guest to come on. We're talking about purity politics, and we're going to be talking about just. I mean, I have some opinions about purity politics that that may or may not go along with Julianne's opinion. So this should be very interesting. We'll talk about cancel culture um, as well, and we're going to talk about the pettiness in all of it because I tend to get quite petty when it comes down to these things. So anyway, I'm waiting for her to come along. Um, other uh, things in the news, there's not really much to say that's going on right now. Okay, we've got Julianne with us. Let me approve her, Julianne Jackson. We're going to have her come on real quick. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, what's up? Girl, look, you know, it's Sunday morning. I, I don't know why 11 o'clock be coming fast on a Sunday. <laughs> I'm saying though, I know. It's crazy. Okay, so I went ahead and I basically just introduced what we're talking about, purity politics, cancel culture, and then I said yeah. the petty, because I I want <laughs> I want to hear because I, I saw a post of yours and I and I went on and I jumped on and I said right 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 because we were celebrating the one day that yeah. we got to have after four years of just like I mean yeah. what can we call that torture um, like the display of stupidity to a level of I mean, I don't, terrorism, yes. you, you know. Um, and it was like five years, and then, you know what I mean, it was really like even extended, and then even when Obama was president, we didn't even get to enjoy that shit. No, you know? no. Not to say that Obama's uh, policies were necessarily my favorite, but, you know, we didn't even really get to uh, marinate in that way. No. And I, and I love that we're talking about it because the truth of it is, I think about this all the time. I get into stupid, petty arguments with people about Obama and about, um, like, oh, his politics and what did he do for black people. And, what he, and I'm thinking to myself, like, in my, in my first initial opinion, is like, do you understand about politics, period? I mean, really, do you understand about the nature of the United States being about symbolism and being about... Um, it's the. Have you ever worked? You've worked in government, right? You and I both have worked in government. Okay. <laughs> so we already know how this works. Where, where did you? You don't have to say exactly where you work, but where did you work? Because we both had the same, a similar coworker. So where did you uh, work? I worked uh, at Department of Human Services. So did I. Okay. So I worked Department of Human Services. How I worked there for like eight years. How long did you work there? Five years. What did you know? Okay, so when we're talking about politics, when we talk about the government, what do you know just by in your terms of talk of, of working at the government and understanding, seeing from the inside? Now I don't know what position you have, but seeing from the inside how this works outwardly, like how? Can, so we can give some insight because I think a lot of times 
people have these opinions about shit, but they don't really know shit about it <laughs> and how it actually works and how it really shows up in your life. So until you're in the inside, it's hard to understand what's actually yeah. happening. Yeah, I think the first thing is people don't recognize how slow shit moves. Uh, first. People don't and that there's like, you know, there's a lean management for a, a group, for a committee, for a committee. There's a committee about the committee. And then maybe we can like make a little move. Um, people also don't recognize that funding does not come out of fucking nowhere. Right. Get um, me wrong, I think that funds are often mismanaged and can easily be spread into some different allocations. That being said, um, you know, it's not just this ever-flowing pot of money. I think the third thing is people have this assumption, and I heard this all the freaking time, that somehow brown folks get this, like, land of milk and honey, like, something. Um, where, you know, if I was just a person of color, there'd be funding for me. Right. You're full of shit. Right. Um, you know, and the same thing with immigrants. Like, people have this assumption <sighs> that if I, if I was an immigrant, you'd give me this. Right. No. 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 Um, incorrect, actually. You'd be struggling. Right. Um, so, I mean, there's just all these assumptions that people make um, that are just wholly incorrect. And I think also people don't realize, especially I think with purity politics, one of the things that like really wilds me out is like, do I want abolition 100? Right. Also see that the, the path to that is so wide and so deep. And, you know, if I can make a reform on the way, I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My life depends on it. My child's life depends on it. So when I hear these folks that are like, abolition or nothing, okay, cool, um, but you still have a government to deal with, you'll still have politicians to deal with, you'll still need to figure out some type of way to hold people accountable for not doing the things that they're supposed to be doing, um, or for doing things they're not supposed to be doing, because um, no offense, but if somebody, for God's sake, you know, steals my baby, I'm calling the fucking cops. So this is the thing. Now, I agree with what you just said. I agree 100%. Now, the one thing about me, and it's so funny because I just, I, I love going to therapy. It's like one of my favorite things in the whole world. And I, I just found a new therapist who does a whole different, like, direction. We're going to go, like, back into, like, my past and then move forward like that, right? We're going to be, like, doing some past life stuff, which is amazing because that's, like, right up my woo-woo alley, right? Like, <laughs> I'm like, can we talk to the spirits about it? So... Um, so as I was talking to her and we were going through like some past life, not past life, but like in my past and, um, I was looking at themes and the theme of me is that I don't really fuck with authority, right? <laughs> so, so, right? Like the theme of mine is I am always close in understanding the functionality of things so that I can like figure out how not to do those things and be under the radar. That's kind of how I work. I like... To be under the radar, I know everything I'm supposed to know, and I'm everything I'm supposed to be doing, so that I can do what I'm not gonna do. Does that make sense? So, in this purity politics idea, my approach, and I do like everyone. Oh, you know, Babylon fall and all this. I get it, but my approach is, is that you're never going to get to that a point when you don't understand what you're fighting against, 
right? Like you, for me, in my perspective, you have got to know the details. You need to know how it works, why it works, not from your opinion, but from the belly of the beast, because you can plant bombs all over. You planted bombs in the tail, and you planted bombs in the ear, and you plant, but you ain't getting to the heart. So it's not going to kill anything. It's just going to make this progress look like there's movement when the when the entity of itself right. is still there. You don't right. understand how the how deeply embedded this works in your life every day. It's the same it's the same approach I have to my anti-racism conversations. If you don't understand what race is, you a, a racism is to your personal being, you can't you can't fight racism. So, and you can't become anti-racist. You don't get it. Like you got to understand what you're holding, right? So for me, it's a much slower approach, but I think it's super necessary that you actually understand that the government, there is a function. Now, does it function the way I think it should function? Not at all. Not at all. But it is in everything that we do, right? It is in everything that this, and so this idea of appearance, this idea of, um, of gesture, this idea of like, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, you know, it's like not a facade, but like a, a symbol. Like it's a symbol, yeah. right? We, American culture works on symbol and symbology. It, it just, yes. to its core, right? Yeah. So there, it does mean something that there's a yeah. female vice president, right? right. It yeah. does mean something that she's not white. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. yeah. Right? I think that's, you know, I'm dealing with that. You know, I've, um, so I don't know if you, you heard, but so Salem City Council denounced white supremacy finally. Not only did they denounce white supremacy, but they also um, listed racism as a public health crisis in the city. Yay! Oh my God! Right, and, and so, and then they not only did that, but and this one is like, whatever. But, um, you know, they made some, like, uh, commitment to, you know, creating Salem to be, like, you know, this a, a more equitable place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted... Do I, in my core of core, understand that that likely means little to nothing? Right. In the grand, in the grand scheme. In the grand scheme. Full, full dead ass. Okay. <laughs> but when you know, as a person who sat in meetings with the mayor, as a person who sat in meetings with the city council, as a person who got petitions together, as a person who did all this work and started out the summer having her experience dismissed to see that pass unanimously that meant something to me mm-hmm. so when I hear all of these folks that immediately jump on the bed well that doesn't mean shit maybe not to you right? maybe not to you and I'm so glad that you get to be so jaded <laughs> that whatever movement gets made does, but that's a privilege that you have right? to be that you know, to be that pure. Mm-hmm. That's a privilege because for me, this means that you've acknowledged a problem. Now I can hold your feet to the fucking fire. Right. Now I can say, oh, but no, no. You said it was a problem. You got it in, we got it in writing. And that's how movement, you know what I mean? And in my mind, like, okay, now we can make some moves because you said it. Dope. Right. You know? So this is, this. now let's take it back a step. Because when I'm talking to individuals and I'm talking to groups, you're talking about institutions and institutes, you're talking about the system, right? We've both worked and been intimately involved with the system. And I think exactly what you're saying when it's acknowledged, you're like, ah, you wrote it down, now it's in the books, right? Right. 
I have, I, I preach against performative anti-racism oh, 100%. all the time, right? A hundred percent. And while I did, I had the same position in, in the Department of Human Services here to work with the district manager to talk about racism and how to approach it in District 5, it's Lane County and some other, you know. Um, when I was gaslighted, you know, and I was, I was put in position to, to my ideas were being utilized, but the but my name wasn't put behind it. Race right. equity wasn't put behind it. You know these ideas of where I was going in the direction where it felt good, but it really wasn't exactly what it was. You know those type of things, and then to find out, you know, the, what they were willing to do is put up a diversity board. You know something performative, right? They're willing to do, you know. Uh, have uh, outside entities come into the into DHS and work with children of color, you know, uh, uh, foster families. Like these are ideas that I came up with with groups of people. Again, not addressing, not addressing racism, not directly addressing how the system will actually change from the inside out and recognize equity. We're not talking about the applications being changed. We're not talking about policy being changed. We're talking about an outside look of interest to anti-racism, right? There's an interest, I see a buzz. So for me, um, symbolically, like this is what is important for me. When I see a black man in office, right? Um, because I am not, I'm not the one to be like all black is like all black is raw. Like because I understand that you know all skin skin folk ain't your kin folk, right? So I'm immediately vetting how black, meaning how connected. How conscious right. is this man to the community, right? And I also yeah. know what he had to do, meaning what he had to compromise, what he had to bring down to get to the position that he's at. So if he is smart, then he has been able to take what he believes in that's core from his community, bring right. it through, keep it cool, and bring it out when it can be heard, right? I know that because you can't get to that position without knowing when and where and how. to the full is like you know black people spend a lot of time code switching we spend a lot of time all day so if i were to speak to folks the same way to be really honest and it's a shame but this is the reality if i were to speak to white folks uh, as bluntly as you and i are having a conversation right. and I, i've dealt with this in like literally like recent weeks with people that i love like if i were to speak to you and keep it 100 and get the clap in my hands Right. You know what I mean? People people want to jump ship when you know when they feel like uh, they're not getting their anti-racism right. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and and I think like people don't really understand it is important to see representation regardless. It is like it is like we, don't get me wrong. I know you know I know who the fuck Kamala Harris is. <laughs> Come on. I, I, I know. Word. Get it. Right. Um, that being said, that doesn't stop me from having a pride knowing that my little brown girls, at some stage in their life, if that's what they choose to do, now have the ability to do that. Mm. That we're there as a, that, that we're at least there as a country. Mm, right. Uh, you know what I mean? And so I think people like, you know, people so often when people of color are in celebration, like, bro, you don't know what the last four years have been like. Right. You did not live that. 
Right. So very easy for you to go, well, but Biden, but Biden. Ugh. I know he's fucking creepy. Right. You get that? <laughs> right. <laughs> but what he isn't is a racist grabbing pussies. That period. And, and really, the truth of it is, this is what the sad state of where we're at, to be honest, is that we are having to... We're having to choose between cra- b- bullshit and less bulls, like, and the lesser of bullshit, right? And we have to celebrate the lesser of bullshit because that's where we're at. But in the truth of the matter is, is that those two representatives, Trump and Biden, is much, and they are, they are, uh, you know, of the same yoke, meaning white, old white men who have been in the system, who have been benefiting from, the, off the backs of brown and black people the whole time. So the truth of it is, is that when we're looking at them, they are both a product of this country. It's not like they are in a vacuum, you know? I mean, 70 million people voted for Trump. This is not an anomaly. He is the American people. We have to understand that. And Biden represents the same thing that he's always represented. It's old white politics, right? He's been in it ever since. What he has done and what we need to recognize, what I, what I celebrate, is that there's right. more diversity in his cabinet. Than ever. Than ever. In the history of motherfucking ever. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And that's with Obama. That's with Obama. <laughs> uh, uh, Native American. Uh, LGBTQIA+. Like, and that, I think that's the thing that people really, like, need to, okay, I get it. It's not perfect. And I think that so many times I hear these conversations, and I've heard these conversations, like, you know, for me, again, like, it's like this, like, if it's not abolishment, well, what comes after abolishment, though? And if you're not offering any type of, like, plan, if you're not offering any type of alternative, then respectfully shut the fuck up (laughs) shut it you know because the reality is is that when my black son walks out the door am I going to you know feel any safer you know knowing that you want police to be abolished or am I going to feel safe that my community got together and put some reform together that says he can't choke slam my son right Right. Or am I going to feel better that, you know, there's a rule now that me- that says unless this meets a certain criteria, you can't have your fucking hand on my gun when you pull my child over. Right. You know, you see what I mean? Yes. So when you, when you walk this line, when you're a brown person in this world, like, I would love, I would love <laughs> the privilege of being so pure. I would right. adore it would be fantastic but the reality is is that i have to get in my community i have to get in these spaces i have to talk to these people that i don't i will never ever likely agree with a police officer well i just won't that being said i'm going to me i'm we're going to have these conversations mm. we're going to push reform because Something is better than nothing when your skin color dictates how you are treated. Systematically. Like, you're talking... We have got to go piece by piece with this. We can't... I mean, if we're going to see the change and we're going to be able to stand behind uh, something that is going to be able to... I What I'm trying to... When I'm listening to what you're saying and I'm thinking about the process, I listen yeah. to people... Because I, I, I hear 
What I want at the table, and everyone's like, oh, just blow up the table and create another table. Okay, fine, however you want to look at it. But what I'm saying is this. <laughs> Lived experience and access to being able to dictate how the, how the books are rewritten, to me, is more right. important, right? So that when you have people of color and you have LGBTQ and you've got gender diversity and you have all of this in, at, in the process of policy, yeah. right? Then you, uh, what I'm looking at is how much diversity is in that? How much lived experience is in that piece? Like, are you talking about Silver Spoon, you know, <laughs> are we talking about folks who've never had to walk this line? Are we talking about people who've never had to make that decision? How much code switching did you have to do before you got up here? Do you understand when I come through the door into this white space, what it means for me? And are you trying to change that experience? Right. So for me, it's like, I look, I appreciate, uh, food stamps. I appreciate uh, TANF for the for the families. I I appreciate that we have uh, this these systems of healthcare that that I mean no they're not amazing but I appreciate that they're there right. right? So what so what am I supposed to do with that as I'm trying to improve it? If I'm trying to create something that works for the greater good of everybody, right? I don't understand when you're talking about purity politics. Um, is it is it for the greater good? Is it for the mass production? I mean, is it? I'm not really sure because for me, I feel like if you're either right or you're wrong, you're here, you're there, and we're not. And when I say this, I'm not talking about morality at this point. I'm talking about functionality because morality for me, we'll get into we'll get into cancel culture, right? But like morality for me, and this is where where Trump for me and Trump supporters and conversations and these lines get fuzzy for a lot of people because it, it's it's not about politics anymore, right? It's about life and death showing up in your in your moral space, understanding that this is actually causing people, families in this very moment are being split up, children are losing their families, all this kind of stuff. So this is, to me is more than politics. So it, it kind of turns that fine line that we're talking about. We're talking about police reform. We're talking about, you know, uh, um, I'm pleased before we're talking about uh, environmental uh, economics and, and justice and we're talking about these type of things I, I are bigger on scale where I don't I just don't believe you can go at it like like with a wrecking ball you gotta take right. some good with the bad you know what I'm saying like you gotta take some bad with the good like I I'm trying to well, balance the approach people aren't willing to do that because you know to be really honest a lot of folks it doesn't affect you it doesn't affect you. Like, we've been talking to, you know, folks in the Salem-Kaiser School Board uh, where we've been saying, like, you know, they want to create um, a board of students. You are not going to choose students that are likely going to be affected by right. resources. You're talking about kids that are in AP chemistry. Let me tell you, the person in AP, AP chemistry likely isn't going to be the person dragged out in handcuffs by Salem PD. Period. School. So we need to talk to that community. Mm. We need to talk to the community, you know, and, and uh, I was doing like an interview for uh, for like a for basically like a school board type thing. Um, and they were like, well, you know, and they were talking about forming these committees. And I was like, well, to be really honest, I don't know why they're asking white children, mm. because the statistics don't it doesn't affect white children in that way. So we're asking the wrong group. Like, I get that you feel very secure. I get that this may make you feel safe, but the trauma done to black and brown children in comparison to white your white safety, which you're already technically safe, um, 
you know, why are we even asking you? Why are we not asking these children who are absolutely affected and we know that they've been affected because they're in statistical numbers? See, and you look at that situation and what I see in that situation is that they're trying already in within the system, they don't have brown and black kids in the in the uh in the AP classes that would that they would consider relative to answer the questions. It's almost like, yeah, that's their lived experience, but can they answer the question? Can they form a complete sentence? Can they write the essays? Can they can we present them to the governor and they be acceptable? That to me, that when you back it up, when you're talking about working within the system, you gotta start first ask, why aren't there any fucking kids of color, of of uh, gender uh, difference or any type of anything in these classes that you are approaching, you're picking up these white kids because you're looking at them for the for the money, for the press, for the ability to talk to. Pick up the one black kid you can tokenize. This one black kid. They said. Right. Yeah, but that's everyone else's experience. And you know, Salem Kaiser School District is now 54% children of color. So why are you know if that community has already spoken and we are over half of that community, we are the majority. Why can't you listen? And it's the same type of, you know, it's the same type of thing with, you know, I feel like with kind of like this this purity thing where we, we do, we don't have, even though we're 54%, even though we're saying what we need to say, even though we're presenting it to the right people in the right spaces, we're still not being heard. Right. We're still in the, even the incremental change that we need. So this idea that we can just burn it all fucking down. Right. And start over the way that who who thinks that we should start over? What is it? What is in place? But, but the truth of it is, if you're gonna burn it down, okay. Look, if you're gonna burn it down and you got a plan, I got the gas. But I, what I'm trying to ask okay. you, right? So what, what are we gonna do then? But what are you doing? And who's gonna be creating this new system that you're talking about? Because I don't. Because I need to see what you've got. I need to get behind the, this new system and this idea. And this is where it gets tragic, for my opinion. This is where it gets tragic for me, because I I start to look at our own communities, right? And I want to, uh, for us, for, you know, for us to have conversations. I've already started this up in our, in my community here, BIPOC folks really talking about what we would look like without the, without oppression, right? Can we see ourselves in our picture in this new, like, are you gonna burn this the, to the ground and then create something that looks like, that looks like what we just burnt down? Or can, or, or do we have an idea of what would be, what would be well for us and what would be right. well for everyone? And for, for the greater good of things, right? Are we talking about the fact that we just want to be... What What is it that we're creating? That's what I'm saying. What is it that we're creating? Are we creating something that uh, that requires no assistance from from uh, the, the majority of resources in this country? Is that what we're asking for? And it's not like we don't, we don't have answers to this, but as a collective group, I would like to know, I would like to feel like when we come to this and we, we come with the gas, that we got an answer coming right behind it. That's all I'm saying, right? And I and I believe that we could, and I believe that we would, but in the reality of it, when we talk about our situation, you're talking about Salem, you're talking about Eugene, you're talking about the Pacific Northwest. Right. What populations are we dealing with, right? Bro, that's what I'm trying to explain to people. It's like, yo, I get that this, like, this was not the ideal result, but when, you know, but for me, like, I'm, I, I've lived here for an exceptionally long time. Uh, <laughs> I have, like, bro, the, the white supremacy in Oregon is so fucking real and deep and embedded. And, like, I've, I've explained this several times, like, this was, 
be a white utopia. So whatever yeah. laws are on the books, they were never meant to inspire equity. So to consider that fact and consider that as an activist in Oregon, we there's so much work to do. <laughs> knock those things out one by one by one. They're not trying to let us have shit. No. They're not. No. Oregon has been on national news for white supremacy. Look, so. people from the South come up here and be like, y'all crazy. I'm going, all the racism up here, I gotta go home. I'm going back to Alabama where it's not crazy like this. It's <laughs> a different kind of racism. Yeah. Because it's a different kind of racism. And when people think of Oregon, Truth be told, because I know my family has told me what they think. They're like, oh, it's crunchy, and you guys smoke weed. Um, d- true. Okay, I'll give you that. Uh, the I-5 corridor is real crunchy, for sure. Um, but you get anywhere outside of that, and you are dealing with an excessive amount of white supremacy. Uh, excessive. Excessive. And- so even so, so listen. So even changing, like, bro, I had somebody write me from Onsville City Council and was like, "Yo, can, can you come talk about white supremacy to the Onsville City Council?" Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to. And here's the thing: Do I think that even a quarter of the people in that room are going to fucking hear a word I'm saying? No. Mm. But when we're talking about widening our reach when we're talking about widespread reform you know somebody has to go into that space knowing that their experience is going to be dismissed and share it anyway you know this is this is how i was born in eugene right and which is an anomaly in itself right for a black people to be born here in eugene at sacred heart i moved away when i was 15 i came back when i was 32 Right. So in that that 17 years of being gone, my perspective on white supremacy and myself changed dramatically. Right. Dramatically. Um, So when I come back, I always say that I, you know, I always talk about black folks know white folks better than they than white folks will ever know us. Right. So when we come down to talking about racism, the one thing that I teach all the time and I want to say it now is that. First of all. We can't, you're not, we can't have a conversation about being anti-racist, right? Because you don't understand that you are racist. Yeah, so, you can't even get to anti-racist because you don't even know you're racist. Yet. You don't even know, you don't know what it looks like to be wanting to not be racist and be racist at the same time. Like you're, well, like you, you don't even have the exposure to know that you're racist. So the, that's the, that's the hugest problem in activating an organ is, bro, there's not even a brown person around you for you to experience your own racism. And this is what's funny. I, I, I ask people, and this is a question, how many people do you, when you are concerned, like I talk about Black Lives Matter, you're concerned about black folks, right? But are you though? Because I'm wondering, like, do you really, are you concerned about black people um, when they are well and they are flourishing and they are doing their shit and everything is looking good and the brilliance is popping and the excellence is showing and blah, blah, blah? Right. Or are you only really concerned about black people as something like you read on the book or watch TV and you're like, those people are, are in trouble, so I need to help and save them, right? We need to help them. And so then you're going to create some sort of idea around where you can reach out to them and help them create something for them that will help them get to be able. But then you're not understanding where all of that is seriously racist. And on top of it, like I, what I say, what I tell people all the time is I don't actually need to know whales 
to be concerned about whales when whales are being told that they're when I know that whales are going extinct I, I'm like damn what can I do to help the whales I need to eat use less plastic do these things right. what do I what can I do right? right not not what what can I do like well I'm not going out to save the well I'm going how am I impacting these right. whales lives how what am I doing to impact these whales lives? I don't have to know one to give a damn about right. I don't have to know one. I just know that my connection to what I do is affecting them. Now, what can I do and what I do to stop to stop that impact onto someone else? The right. problem is... But that, but that just even further highlights the white supremacy because, truthfully, people will do that for a dog. Right. They can't. They can't decenter. Exactly. Exactly. People see those ASP, uh, ASPCA commercials and start writing checks. Right. Right. They need to have the facts. I need to know was he was he a criminal beforehand? What was he running away? If he was running away, then maybe he he deserved to be killed. But, I, but that goes back to and then you were talking earlier about cancel culture because I watched this all summer long. Like so, um, actually, somebody just posted and I didn't post my little video because truthfully I got hot and I was like, let me not post this. <laughs> but you know, somebody got on my on my little timeline or whatever, and I had posted something about you know who was that Ashley Davitt lady. Uh-huh. in the insurrection or whatever well they were like say her name and I was like they really tried this shit <laughs> uh, I'm not saying her name ever, ever. and here's the thing um, this was not some woman who was minding her business and listen right. that's an expectation right. if I were to have stormed the capitol that would be an expectation of mine Okay, and I'm not saying like don't get me wrong any death is tragic for sure, but hold hold the fuck up here. Uh, say her name in, in what capacity? In what capacity? Direction is number four. Good day, madam. <laughs> Good day. And so somebody, for real, like, are you? You've lost your mind. So then somebody hops on here and is like, "Well, this is divisive, and this is like, you know, blah blah blah." And I know that, and he really tried this too. He said, well, I know this black leader, and this black leader is a better leader than you, and I don't even know your name. Well, sir, you're on my page. <laughs> and then number two, like, as long as the work gets done, I don't care. Right. And I've, seen, I've watched this all summer long where white folks who are in this movement try to divide black leaders, try to pit one against the other. You know, a black leader says anything untowardsly and maybe, you know, I don't know, might have some of their own internal shit to unravel. Right. And immediately they're like, well, fuck that. And the bottom drops out. Right. Well, wait a minute. Hold the fuck up. Right. Um, you, this is, this is our space. Right. Right. You get to come tell me First of all, you don't get to talk about divisiveness and then come on here and tell me that another black leader is a better leader. First of all, she may be. I don't know. I respect her. I, I, lo I love her because she's a black woman out here trying to make a difference. Um, but as a white man, good day. Good day. Good day, sir. <laughs> good day. I, you. Right. That, and see, that's part of that, but that's part of that dominance. That's part of that I get to t decide what you say is valuable or not. I get to decide what is valid, what gets to be said. I get to tell you. Right. Good day, sir. No matter of fact, this comes to my Period. 
period and the truth of it is is like everything that you just said to me when someone wants to come at me to tell me about what the hell i gotta say about what other people are doing in my own community now look what i do understand what i do understand is that conversations just like black girl from eugene is about us doing us what you're not gonna do is tell me how to do that right what you're not gonna do is tone police how i have to say that and what you're not going to do is come up here and waste my time so I have to explain to you why you're racist. Because you already know coming to me with how you think I should be seeing this is racist in itself. You already know the, the white supremacy. Your idea of what you think I should be doing, try to pull it onto me in the middle of my podcast, in the middle of my show, on your page, and you're going to come and tell me that. Now, look, trust and believe. I definitely am quick to, to block them up. <laughs> I will block you. <laughs> like, right? I, and, and the reason why I will now, I don't. One thing I don't do is argue with people about this. I, you know, what's that? What's that, what's Beyonce saying that Savage? Song? I don't. I don't have time to argue. I just raise my price. Like I, I'm not gonna argue with you, right? So you won't find me on Facebook five five years later typing like this. I don't do that. But what? But what? The one thing I will say though is that as a black woman which you're not going to disrespect me call me names call t- tell me how i got to where i'm at try to validate or or invalidate my experience my lived experience my education my position i got here you know i'm here right you not you want to say something get your own damn space and podcast people will hear you and listen right don't be racist but so so there's a difference between you know self-preservation and canceling right like you what you're not you're not gonna come in here and try to make me feel away about about what i'm doing and again i i talk so much about morals i talk so much about hate like hatred right i i'm a hundred percent for the cancel on that (laughs) i'm a hundred percent Biden all day. I feel this way about you know other folks that we deal with in city politics. Listen, there is a when I sit across from somebody, and I don't know if it's like just the empathetic nature or women's intuition or whatever, what have you. There is a good amount of me that can tell when you are being performative and fucking weird, and there's a good part of me that just when I can I can watch a fucking light bulb come on. Right. And people get to have that moment. Right. People get to go, oh, shit. Yep. I've made a mistake yep. here. I've been wrong. And I have to fucking backtrack. And right. And I have to do fucking work. Like, and, and what we don't do now is, you know, like, and I tell people all the time, because, of course, as anybody who leads anything, people are going to fucking wop, wop, wop. Right. And let, if that shit is constructive, if that shit makes sense, like, you know, I'm learning a lot about how to not be, you know, ableist, how to how to really respect, um, even as a non-binary human being myself, I don't really, you know, pronouns don't necessarily bother me. Mm-hmm. Call me whatever the fuck you want. I'm a human person. Right. But I know that that really affects other people. So learning those things and, and doing some of that inner work myself and even, you know, like, I think we talked about this last time. I 
like, at other black people who don't necessarily believe the same way as me, and I'm like, hell to the non non right. non. I have things in my mind, and then I have to go, that's racism. Right. And, you know, but we're not even allowing people the opportunity to do better. So it's like you make a mistake, and all of a sudden you're a piece of shit. Nobody should trust you, and it's like whoa, 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 whoa! This is the this is the internal work, right? This right. is the work of racism, right? This is the work of like anti-Islamism. It's we have to get in there in ourselves and go and let the light come on, and then you, we can do better. See, that's what I'm trying to say. When people come in and immediately, like I I say this all the time, you can bring you can bring them to the water, right? You can bring them to the water. You cannot make them drink it. The truth of it is, though, is that they're coming to the water. They're walking towards it, right? And so, if as long as they sit there at the edge of the water and think about what, think about it, maybe they'll drink it. Maybe they're not. I'm not here to convince anybody, right? This is work that they have to do. This is work that people have. But when they do, the thing is, is that there's a difference between I don't believe that there's work. And I don't know how to get the work done, right? I don't know how to approach the work. There's different. There's a difference in that, right? And we, as people of color, or us, both of us as educators, we can see people and go, they're not closed off. They're scared. They're worried. They don't know how this fits in their life. This is conversations. This is experience for them to be had. Then they will see how it fits in. Then they will see how it resonates. And then they will grow. And in that growth, as we both know, you break down stuff hurts when you're growing right realizations happen when you're growing you know you have to let go of stuff when you're growing and all of that doesn't happen overnight when you hear when you've read you know Maya Angelou you've read Toni Morrison and then all of a sudden you're like boom I'm not racist anymore that's not how that works right you there's a process and so when people like Biden come through like Kamala who have done things that we can all disagree with right we can disagree with 110 percent and then we can go five years later, they about face and did some other stuff. I'm looking at the context and the situation. I'm looking at what's going on in the in right. the in the country at the time. I'm looking right. at the position in which they had because right. it all matters. It does right. matter, right? And and if Biden, you know, at one point said he don't like black folks, and the next point he's the vice president of a of a. a a biracial black man, and then the next person he's he's hiring and hiring every uh, person of color and, and and LGBTQ and anyone who's relevant for the position and qualified. Maybe he learned something. Maybe maybe he got, there was a process. You know what I'm saying? People, here's the other thing that white white people also don't understand. It's like, listen, I don't. To be really honest, I don't give a flying fuck. <laughs> Why Biden uh, decided on Kamala Harris? It could have been for the black vote. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> okay? Like, that's the other thing that, like, people really like are wild to me. Well, what if he's only doing it for whatever? And the door's open. The door's open. I don't care if the wind blew it open. I don't care if you kicked the bitch open. I don't care if you tapped it open. It's open. And, you know, the way that I look at Kamala is that, like, She's a black woman who's an attorney general who, who, uh, congresswoman. I mean, like, she, th- this system is a white system, okay? Right. This system is a white supremacist system. Now, 
I'm already looking at people. I'm looking at. I'm looking at Barack. I'm looking at um, uh, Kamala. You know, I'm looking at Auntie Maxine, and I'm like, what they had to go through to get to where they at, and still be as, as still be as square as they are. Because as a black woman, I can see them. Right? I see what they're doing. It. I and I also can look at someone like Ben Carson and see that there ain't nobody there. Right? Ain't nobody there. Okay? <laughs> so when I say somebody, I'm talking about the black consciousness. You can see this. So Kamala, being what it is with police reform uh, being the hot ass topic of the, the whole the whole next four years, honestly, for all people of color in this country, um, Kamala being it, this is her, this is her moment. She got she got all what she needs to do what to do the work. Now now I'm like Thank God that she has some inside information. Now I'm gonna look to see how she uses it. But I'm that I mean the fact that she's a black woman, the fact that she's an East Indian woman, all more power to you. I'm gonna sit back and be like, yes, ma'am, what do you need me to do? What are we doing? And I'm going to check this I get to check and vet to see if I see something there. And I do. I do see something there. I don't know what she's going I can't tell you what next year's gonna look like. She she can't tell you what next year's gonna look like. Well, she, she might she, we don't know. We don't know. Is her presence there means that my daughter might be able to go up there and do it about face and act fool? Who knows? Her her presence says that there. And then also, like you know, I'm watching this stuff happen from the top down, and it's beautiful. So like you know, obviously last year we weren't talking. The only thing Trump was doing was trying to take uh, you know diversity and inclusion out of federal. Yes, he did. like when I look at the whole country and I think about Biden and I think about Kamala and I think about Trump and I think about the levels of the voting that happened and how many people were split on this idea Um, and I know that it wasn't politics it was about control it was about race dominance in this country right so when we talk when I think about that on a larger level I think about like literally what (laughs) what just happened 
with the switch of the next, generally the next 30 to 50 years in this country, right? We were just at the precipice of a civil war of the idea. We were there. This is it. This is it. This was the modern day, modern day showdown, right? This was the modern day showdown. And we, we got ahead with a woman, as vi- a black woman, Indian woman as vice president. And we got a, a white man just littering the, all of Washington, D.C. with people of color and diversity, right? Now, I say the next 30 years because exactly with what you just said. Ain't nobody in law school right now thinking that they got to stop, you know, at, uh, they're, they're thinking Congress, they're thinking Senate, they're thinking, you're, they're able to go. They're thinking vice presidency. I'm looking at my son, I'm looking at your daughter, I'm looking at going like, what's, where, where's the limit for you, right? Where's the limit? So, so that in itself, just that realization, that opportunity, that mind switch, in the masses means that the next the educators everyone we all are there's a switch we cannot go back if you if you can try to go back to 2019 after 2020 you will be in pain right you cannot do it we're not doing it no one is doing it so the whole society can't do it economics can't do it like there ain't no there ain't no going back so we just took a shift in a direction that this country has never shifted before in the in, in the history of this country the way that we can shift now meaning that the spiritual and mindset of people who who didn't have access to resources now have a way right now have a path now have a, a on the books we are on the damn books now right so now it's up it's up to all of us who are deconstructing white supremacy, and I say all of us because black, brown, and people of color, we are all deconstructing white supremacy, right? But white folks who are blinded by their privilege, this is the time to get uncomfortable because nothing is going back to the way it was. It's either either start to do the work or you're going to be hurting. You're going to be left behind. It's going to be very hard for you and not in a threatening kind of way but in a nothing is going back to what it was before white supremacy yeah. is on the front page and you no longer get to be a racist nope. you no longer get to be a public racist and i think that's you know that's the reality of it and i um i actually just had uh you know a meeting with uh, uh for naacp for uh you know police reform and um, I kind of like was like, yo, listen, I want to acknowledge the fact that before George Floyd, you all thought you were probably doing a pretty good job. Right. And this happened, and all of a sudden, you are the worst. And I want to assure you, you've been the worst. <laughs> I don't say anything about it. Like, George Floyd was a collective, like, we're not doing this anymore. Right. Never again. Right. We're not doing this. Yeah. And so I think in, like, you know, so many people I've heard, like, literally were like, well, one guy died, and now all of a sudden, it's like, no, you guys, this is being bullshit. This is, this is people that I want to assure you. Right? This is not you. This has been on it.
Right. Your numbers are racist. Your own numbers say you're racist. So why are we like, just because no one has put their knee on somebody's fucking neck out here, doesn't mean that you are above the bell curve. Right. And the, your perform- I mean, honestly, the performative racism here is what we I've been calling out every day since. It's like, don't don't be throwing it out there now because you it's still trash. Trust. You don't understand it. You don't get it. And if you keep bringing out this tokenized brother who still can't say it, you know, he, he, he up here shaking, looking directly at me like in his eyes, help me. You know what I'm saying? So don't. So don't. You know, it's like um, every time. So I do with uh, different news folks, right? Like, we'll talk or whatever. And every, it seems like, God, leave achievers. It seems like every time, like, I do a story, they put up a random black person. I'm not going to say their name. (laughs) (laughs) That is in direct descent of whatever it is that I am saying, right? Like, not only that, but they consistently, I think, who was it, CNN or somebody tried to do this to me and it didn't work. But they were like, so are you, you know, are you saying that the, you know, the protest should stop? I'm absolutely not saying that. Right. Um, hold on a second. Let me be clear. <laughs> um, like, just because I am peaceful uh, does not mean, that's that's due to my character. Mm. However, if, if folks weren't out here burning shit down, would you even be listening to me? Right. Because you know what? A year ago we were saying the same damn thing, and I'm sure you weren't calling me then. <laughs> Two and a half years ago, two and a half years ago, I'm pretty sure I was saying the same damn thing. Couldn't find you on the phone. <laughs> right. But, that, but, you know, but that also goes back to, like, I watched, like, how the Portland protest kind of, like, transpired, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I was there at the beginning. I kind of watched it. And then towards the end, it became, like, there's, like, you know, a specific subset of people where I don't know what you're here for Mm -hmm. because it's not black lives Mm -hmm. and you know if you want a movement where it's anarchy and anti-government and all of those things like i i'm here for it like i fuck it you know like i support you burn this shit to the ground right but don't do it in my name and make me have to answer for it Mm -hmm. and make me have to when i'm in these spaces trying to fucking create reform and create change um I have to answer for that. Right. And the truth of it, that's that saviorism problem. Like, you still don't understand where the problem in this is systematic racism and the problem in this in this whole idea of when you come to work the next day after you've done those things, you want a pat on the back. It's not about, you're still not seeing a human connection to what is going on. You're still not seeing the brutality to human, to human bodies, not just to them and their. That, that, that allyship is a fine line. Right. right? You're putting my life in danger further. I am a potential target. Yeah. If you record and shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's right. Get behind the damn tree and be quiet. Right. 
But this is what this is the whole idea. The intention and the impact not lining up. That's the that's the basis of the work we do, right? Is when we're talking to white people, we're and, and unfortunately in the Pacific Northwest, black women, uh, black men, we are tasked with with talking and teaching at a constant rate, at a constant rate, right? Um, so a hundred percent. So we are we are tasked with this idea, but that we have to slow. Uh, you know the the enthusiastic wannabe allies. We have to slow them down and be like, look, look what you're doing, and all of this performativeness, all of this this like saviorism idea is going to to escalate the system, the issue in a in a much worse way. Just like what you're saying, I will be the target every single time. I will lose my job. I will lose my space. I will lose my voice. I will be followed. You know, uh, my my picture will be all over the news, not yours, right? And so it's it's really when you when you've got you cannot these white folks cannot work under this this guise of anti-racism or this guise of allyship um, and not understand. Like I said, it's imperative that the the privilege be checked. Like it's imperative that they step outside and decenter themselves from the solution, because their feelings and their their connection to what they want to see is is where the where the this whole like uh, cloud of 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 systematic white supremacy is uh, confusing for them to understand. Allyship, for one, I know very few allies because first of all i think we should say just for definition of everyone who is watching that allyship is not something that white folks can say or create or do it's something that the people of color who you believe you are assisting say you are i know very few allies very few now i know a lot of people who are doing the work and will soon be able to be trusted with the level of consistency and accountability to be named an ally right but that's neither here nor there. We're talking about cancel culture. We're talking about uh, purity politics. I, I see people in process, right? I see people in process. And I appreciate that, actually, right? I do appreciate it. Um, I, don't, I don't also want to say to white folks that perfectionism is necessary either because that, that we need you to say something. Even if it falls out your mouth, we need you to say something, right? the other day because when I because I, I work with some bad white women honey like I work with some some bosses yes and I love them and when something and what I love even more is when something rolls out of their mouth and it's like yeah that wasn't me um, I'm gonna need you not to ever do that again I need you not to ever say that I'm gonna mm -hmm. need you to really understand your whiteness in this moment and that that was not okay right um you know, that's where the allyship, where we go from, I, I think I saw somebody put it in the comments, that's where we go from kind of like, we're doing the work to allyship to accomplice. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if if I invite you, because like, I'll be perfectly honest, I have a lot of, of, of member leaders who are white in Black Joy, but let's make no mistake about it, that is my space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mine. Right. Okay? That 
black woman BIPOC space. Mm-hmm. So when you come into that space, and I will gladly invite you in. That's right. color, creed, or denomination if you are doing the anti-racist work. That's right. Amen. But what we're not ever going to do right. <laughs> is come into that space and center your whiteness. Period. Like that, we cannot do that because that defeats the purpose. That's right. We, our focus is BIPOC women leaders. That's right. Our focus is white accomplices. Mm-hmm. Building white accomplices. Mm-hmm. So if we have to, I have to continuously tell you that your behavior is affecting me who holds the business license. You got to go. There's an issue. Yeah. Right? So like, yeah. and, and there's, you know, there's all of this stuff where people really don't get, like, I get your intent. Mm-hmm. And I love you, and I know your heart is good. But I need you to take a, a, a stop and a pause and understand that your behavior has had an effect on me. Mm-hmm. And in my space, if you want to act a certain a certain type of way over here, <laughs> cool, 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 cool. <laughs> for your whiteness that's when it becomes an issue right. when I the black woman have to not like like we were saying give us a damn day right. when as a black woman have to pull back my joy because of your negativity and your unwillingness to understand the 10,000 pounds that just came off of my chest mm-hmm. with this inauguration mm-hmm right that you know I, I, I do I have an issue um, I want to think about what I'm about to say because I, I it's like when we are in the position that you and I are in we we tend to have we tend to be tasked with having to think over what other people are doing trying having to really think ahead of what their intention is um, having to like you know to balance uh, like you said the impact of, of people's presence right you know right. Um, and so when I hear people having this conversation about uh, Trump versus Biden, they're the same person, or th- this is the, the, it's the same pol- it's the same thing just a, with a different hat. And I feel like I at that point, at that point I, I don't say I don't I don't speak on it because at that point I feel like I understand what you're saying. Right? I understand you're talking about white supremacy. I understand you're talking about the politics of right. old white men. I understand that you're talking about it's the same government. We didn't tear anything down. I understand all that. But to be, re- like, back to what we're saying, to be really, really that jaded in the idea that Trump didn't actually mean. And, and and was not as was not more effective than than Biden in inciting hatred in every day my in my everyday like I I'm I'm used to diet racism right I'm used to the diet racism but if I got if I have to be called names or or followed by people who are regular citizens who are camouflaged up and they're all this close to me you know what I'm saying like I have I'm getting engines revved as I'm trying to cross the the crosswalk that they're gonna run me over it 
And you're gonna tell me that 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 difference isn't isn't worth talking about? Like, isn't worth that that to me? Like, it's like it's not in touch with the right. with what with lived experience right. of of the power of the words and the hatred. Well, we've lived with this ever since Trump hit the campaign trail, honey. Because I remember you know, he, he was talking about the wall and get people all ramped up about that. I I, I mean, I specifically remember, a, a, like, I could feel the tone change. Mm-hmm. I could feel it. It went from, like, what you call it, diet racism. It went from that, like, side-eye shit to very overt. Very, yeah. like, well, my president said, my right. president said, well, my president's going to send you home. Send, I am home. <laughs> Your president's about to get your ass whooped. What's going on? Trump, like people want to put him in office and go, oh, now he's out of office. The truth that this is where I slow it down. This is where I don't, I don't jump. Where I'm like, yay, I jumped like good. Now, now the the microphone is off, right? The mic, the mic off. Thank you. Turn it off, right? Yeah. Um, but he put in so many judges federally across the country, right? Yeah. I mean, the judge that that. Uh, presided over my case what was was uh he's gay actually um but he that was that's the torch that he carried he had no love for blackness at all he was anti-black right and he is the type of judge he is the judges that that um trump has put in all throughout this country police officers who who co-conspired we you know that's not just at the Capitol. That's all throughout this country. Trust me, there's an extra punch being blown for Trump losing. Trust that, right? And so, as we talk about systematic racism, as we talk about the systematic impact of this shit, it's like, now what, what I, what I want to thank the Trumpers for is putting it on straight up display. Full display. Full display in total contradiction to yep. to what they've said and in yep. total contradiction to what they have said had, had black people are treated like right. luckily memory for 2020 is that we've all been stuck inside we're all frustrated black lives matter protests weren't that long ago everybody remembers it now we can cut we can put this together and go you know what if you're gonna tell me that there's not a difference here now we got something to talk about we don't have to talk about 1965 we don't have to talk about 1972 we can talk about right the fuck now right Can you, uh, give us a hand, like for real. Yeah. Uh, myself included. Like, there's been so many people of color and LGBTQIA people assaulted by these people. Right. It is in 
Yep. That's what did it. When wealthy white people got scared and was like, ooh. Yep. Yep. Truthfully, that I will. It, it will never. Uh, it will never sink in clear for me because we've been telling you these folks are dangerous. We've been telling you. We've been saying help. We've been. And then you know that's like a, another thing where um, you know where this kind of like ally, this like purity stuff takes place. Like, listen, as a black woman who's been assaulted by a white man, I. I want him to be arrested. Right. I want him to take accountability. And you can call me whatever you want to call me. I don't give a fuck. Right. But if I'm under this system, you should be under this system. You should get the book thrown at you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that's if we're talking equality, let's get equal. Mm-hmm. Go arrest him. Right. Uh, I said, am I going to call the cops for regular living, everyday problems? No. Nope. Uh, no. But we have to we have to start coming to this understanding that this idea that again we can burn it all down with not without having any idea of how to you know of how to do this without any type of reform without any type of conversation we're just gonna all do it ourselves right right okay 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 but how, what does that look like mm-hmm. and quite frankly like. I've been out here at these protests. I've been out here in these streets. I've been in these, uh, you know, these very leftist spaces, and I love my leftists. But at the same token, there's not a whole lot of people that I would take tutelage from. Right. <laughs> there's not a whole lot of folks where if somebody raped someone I knew, I'm not calling you. Right. Right. And we we got to come up with, and that you know what what you're saying is like so dead on for me because I feel like we have all of this stuff to say and we still have not come up with a way that 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 person that we have a system to call on when that that thing happens right and right when that thing happens and and our truth for me I feel like like I said I'm always critically thinking about the details of the context and the the details of of the history and I'm critically thinking about what the stories were to get there because that matters on how you answer the how you answer the question it matters how you show up right so for me i'm looking at like you know here we've got and i and i focus on the pacific northwest because we're a unique type of black folks up here right it's a unique type of black folk so if you don't go if you're not from here and you come in you know what i'm talking about right and if you are from here you're growing up you still know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> so, so we got a we got a unique situation up here, and I believe that um, because of that, the the vetting of the allyship or the accomplices, as you say, the accomplices, like we have the means to create a system that can work, right? We have the means, but the truth, we're, we are still asking because we still have to deconstruct white supremacy. We're still asking permission. You see what I'm saying? We're still asking if we can. Is that allowed? Are we allowed to do that? What happens if that? Ha- uh, what happens? If, like you still, you still. So, so as you're asking to abolish, you still are trying to ask for permission. That it, those two things don't go together, right? Who are you asking for permission if you're abolishing the system? Who are you asking for permission to? Well, and, and then where do we go? And then where do we go? Truthfully, like where do we go from there? Yeah. Where do we go from there? And then it's like you know, it's like. I fully understand, you know, like Eugene, thank God, has cahoots. Right. Why are we not expanding this program? 
Why are we not making these resources more available? You know, there's things like that where that, those types of services, that is reform. Right. Closing wealth gaps, that is reform. Providing the communities that supposedly have issues, where do you, crime stems from a lack. Yeah. I got answers. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully, a lot of this comes because, you know, I've worked at Oregon State Hospital. I have a QMHA. I understand how pathology works. Mm-hmm. How is the community going to deal with those with pathology? Right. And the truth of it is, we have to understand the community as we're busting this out and we're screaming it out is that you're not understanding how much of the community is dealing with pathology. And the truth of it is, is that there are there there are situations where a skill is is required, right? A skill is required, not brutality, but a skill. So yes, and so it's I it it sucks when you are when you have been in the system and you go oh okay. Right, it sucks when you have gotten into uh, the the ranks of the system, and with this white supremacy to the point where white supremacy is the the currency, meaning that like if you can't speak it, you right. wouldn't be there, right? So that so as women of color, we're in these ranks because we can speak it. We can actually speak what they need to hear, and we can actually listen to what they're saying. But the problem is, the problem is, is that if we don't have uh, if we're going to ask permission, right? If we're going to ask permission, the problem is is that we got to have a solution that 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 creates our answer. That that the, our answer has to be done. And the problem, if the, and, how, and, and then also, how do we how do we how do we like how do we honestly stop that power dynamic from happening again? What well, it's the it's the permission part, though. It's the permission part. Cahoots did not start from the system. Cahoots were friends at first. And we put in, you know, we put in, because I've watched this, again, all, all summer long at protests, right? There's, we govern ourselves. We do for us. We take care of ourselves. And then there's one or two people who get a little pumped up about that, and that goes to their head a little bit, and next thing you know, there's infighting, and there's this one, there's that one, and there's physical violence, and there's whatever. So, again, like, even if we, even if we govern ourselves... What what do we have in place to make sure that your power dynamic is also not now going to become oppressive? Exactly. Yes. Right. Right. And I mean, and that's and that's a super fair and absolute like com like approach to consider. I just want to say, cahoots. Right. People say, well, why isn't that widespread? Now, cahoots when it first started was generally public. It was people who had a skill and who wanted to have an answer. Who, ha- who got a truck and started helping people. And it grew. Just like you, just like Black Joy Oregon, just like Black Girl from Eugene, we have a skill, we have an answer, and now we're doing it, and it's growing, right? And then people are going to say, oh, Julianne, come speak, come lecture, come teach. Oh, Aisha, come speak, come lecture, come teach. And then we're going to be able to teach. I'm going to write a book. You're going to have a movie. We're going to have a radio show. All of a sudden, it does these things, right? And I'm not at any point 
at any point changing what I have to say because that's what I am. That's what they want. That's what they, that's what they want from you. So the thing is, is when Kahoot showed up, they said, this is what we do. Right. And we're going to do this. And then all of a sudden people go, look what they're doing. And now they Kahoots have been here for years. It, this is not a new thing. Kahoots has been here for years. Before they had a fleet of, of trucks, they had a truck, right? They had four people that we all knew. So it's like, that's how that worked. So what I'm trying to say is that the collaboration of an idea, of an importance of an idea. So if we have a domestic violence dispute, do we have people who are skilled to, to be able to go and, and be able to de-escalate without calling the police, right? Do we have a set of people who would be able to put together a system, because it's another system, it's another governance, right? It's, and I think that's what you're getting at. It's another governance. It's not, it's not like you go from one to another and it doesn't, it, it's going to look right. very similar, except yeah, for... It's, it's, a, it's a system. It's still going to be a system. So, like, let's talk about that system. Yeah. Let's talk about power back into the hands of the people. Right. And really what that looks like. And then having this, like, real firm understanding that, again, there are certain things that I will never in this life call a police officer for, and I don't give a fuck. There's not, me too. Period. I will Period. happily get middle. I will happily, uh, I will never. But there are also things that level to, that, that, come, that, that uh, go to a level that is out of my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she said, it's out of my purview. <laughs> out of my purview. <laughs> I, I, that's not, I can't, that's, that's never going to be something that I, as, a, as an individual, or, you know, I, so so is it mob justice then? So if someone molests somebody, we put it, we throw it up on Facebook and we all go get them? Like, you know, what's the, what's the, what's the, this might sound very sexist and I don't hope it doesn't but what I think is that when you're a birthing person right you're someone who gives birth to somebody and you have a maternal instinct right you have a caring instinct um, you have a village instinct right um, I feel like we're just equipped <laughs> right to be able to to run this ish in a way that makes the village go and run and 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 this 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 patriarchic idea of competition and whose right. whose ish is bigger and who wants it. I feel like really when we talk about race, but I'm talking and I and not that it's even gendered, 
But like this whole patriarchic man, this white man idea of how things should happen, that I think is more of a problem <laughs> than right than this other thing we're talking about because I believe there's a, a sense of creating a, a village, creating and 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 right. and running and functioning and designing a way that the world, that your life, that your children, that the, that your family work right. right. Uh, now, and I'm not saying that it has to be women or even cis women or people who are presented as women. I'm saying there's a mindset to a person who does these kind of, who has this level of, of understanding on, on that doesn't necessarily have a power dynamic involved, but it's like, it's levels of, of uh, coexisting that creates the whole village to move forward. You know, and without, without this need of, of, um, oppression and suppression and there, and it's not that it doesn't exist it exists in the world like it does exist in the world and there's evidence that it works better right so i mean i i want to like talk about the idea and we're getting close to the end here is that you know i'm just like going to say you need to listen to black women like we need to listen to to people who are who are historically historically creating sustaining you know and and enduring uh, you know all the time that's who needs to be in the front that's who needs to be designing this that's who needs to be moving forward this is what i'm talking about when i say a complete system change that's what i'm saying i'm saying like it's not about it we got to do this like the, uh, the, the door has closed on this old on this old way of doing shit we got to do this differently and differently does not mean to me with the same ideas of the old school it means how about we talk to somebody else doing something else that can get us somewhere else <laughs> can we do that and it fundamentally fundamentally when you're talking about a, a mindset that is collective in that way you're going to get a different answer it's, it's, it, can, it won't be the same if the mindset is collective it will not be the same the individualistic idea of how our system works right now is is literally choking us out with the with the racism behind but with the racism right. driving it forward it's choking us right. out i mean and, and, and literally one thing i know that black women understand to uh, probably a level that is unreal is process mm-hmm. every black woman i know um whether they've come from a, a place of privilege or not understands that they make they need they will need to make a goal they will need to get to said goal and they will need to do it again and again and again and again and it is very privileged thinking to assume that one summer of protesting the doors are going to fly wide open and we're all going to be equal and it's all going we understand that from the civil rights movement and before Everything black people get is a fucking fight. Period. Period. And if you are going to have any kind of joy within this work, you are going to have to, you are going to have to come to that understanding. You're going to have to come to it pretty goddamn quickly. If, If it was going to work on my time frame, this would all be done. Mm. Right? Right. No racism, but that's not reality. What reality is for every black person in America is that we work, we, we get a, a small win, 
we push forward off that win. We continue. We continue. We continue. We continue. Mm-hmm. And I am, I am confident that I will not see the end of racism in my lifetime. Oh, confident. Confident. But also, but I am also just as confident, just as confident that my work today means freedom for someone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just as confident in that. Right. it can we just just hold on just have a moment right yes just give me a moment just because for you for you know for a for a white person a, a, a white supremacy denouncement does not seem like a lot mm-hmm. but when you've had your, when you lived in the same city since fifth grade and had your your experience uh you know dismissed for that long even even some of the people that voted unanimously now have have dismissed you, and are still kind of dismissing you. But at least they're saying the words white supremacy. Right, right. right. The same person who just said, "Well, is that even necessary?" Two months ago is now voting to say it. That's, Let's have a win. That's a moment for me. Let's have a win, right? And you don't. And, and also, if you haven't been a part of the work to get that that moment to fruition. You don't get to clown it. You don't get to. You don't get that. You don't get to take that moment, right? Because you weren't present in making it happen, right? Right. Period. And you know what? I'm gonna say this because because you're on fire and I love it. Um, and I'm just gonna be like super petty for a moment because I, I'm still looking. I'm still look. I'm still looking at them like this. <laughs> I'm still. I, I swear to God, I'm still waiting. I'm because look, I've been burned. Okay. Now I am always. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you, 110%. Um, but what I'm not going to do is give you that pass because you then understood the where, where you, that you did understand some shit now. Now, now no, you're coming no, down no, the path. Because now you said it exists. Cool. Now we can get to work. Now, yeah. now we can get to work. Now, that doesn't mean that now we here. Now I, we here. We're walking. Right? We're walking. So so that's how I that's literally how I feel. I'm like, good, good. You stepped right over that puddle. Like you stepped right over it. We're able to take two steps forward now. Good. We've got a thousand more to go. Are you with me? Right? Activists, the fact that you just said the words, now we don't even like now that conversation is through. Now I can come back to you and hold your feet to the fire and say, Oh, but you said Right. Do you remember what that means? Right. Not only did you say it exists, you said it was a public health crisis, and you were right. 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 You were right. Cool. You were right. Thanks, bud. Um, let's get to work. Right. And I ask, you know, I think that's so. It's so important for people to understand that our joy is not something that's fucking negotiable. 
No. We get to have these moments. We get to celebrate small wins. We get to have it. Our, our as a community, our wellness is everything that we have. You know, everything that we have. Black folks in particular has been able to be resilient through this level of oppression and racism in this country, in this world, because what we hold dear to our heart is our community and our joy, period, right? We, in everything that you do, in everything that we do, we have that. And, yes. and, when, and that's when you find a, a community, a black community in particular, um, uh, in, in real distress is when the joy cannot be accessed. But generally, you know, and it's not, this is not about material, this is not about, uh, you know, um, even access, this is not about resources, this is about spiritual connection to community and joy. And that shit is real for us, right? And so, with a wellness in that, so what, when we have this moment, like what you're saying, when we have this moment, it's imperative to our recharge to take the moment, you know, take the moment. It's imperative to our growth and to our resilience and to our time is that we take a moment and we do what we got to do. So it's 1.30, girl. We've been, I mean, no, it's not. It's 12.30 and we've been doing this. So I want you to shout out before we go so people can support Black Joy Oregon. Um, yeah, you can uh, catch us on Facebook. We're also on Instagram. Um, we are yay, yay, yay. Hopefully, uh, we're applying for some grants, and hopefully we'll have a storefront here in just a minute. We're going to be putting together uh, young women's youth leadership conferences. We're going to be putting together women's uh, educational materials. Um, so all of that is coming. But most most important, uh, we have a thing going on with Push Fitness right now. So if you're into doing squats, uh, we're going to do, what is it, a squat challenge? Um, and uh, we're going to be doing some fundraising that way so we can continue what we do. Everything we do is 100% uh, based off community donation and community action. Uh, so definitely go go to our, our pages and check that out. And obviously, if you want to donate, <laughs> uh, we got Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, all that. And, and again, every single thing that we've been able to accomplish uh, thus far has been directly through community support. So... Yeah, come check us out. I appreciate you, Julianne, every single freaking time. And I yeah. hope that we get to do this more often. We got to just set a schedule. We just got to just do this. Uh, word. Word, yeah. right? All right, well, have I'm a wonderful... Good <laughs> Every single time. That's the whole yeah. point. That's the impact. That's my intention. It is lining up with the impact. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I love it. <laughs> I love it. And I'm, I'm so excited for you and the storefront. Girl, we got to talk. That's amazing. Uh, you're doing big things in Salem. And I and I just I appreciate you and your time and your space and everything about you. Yeah, you as well. And I will talk to you soon. We got some things cooking. We'll see. We do. We do. We do. Yeah, well, all right. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. All right. Bye. Bye. This has been Black Girl from Eugene. I appreciate you listening. If you are learning from my podcast or learning from my Facebook feed, please support my podcast at uh, Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash Black Girl from Eugene underscore one. Um, I, uh, different tiers have different um, little goodies, and I am getting ready to prepare a uh, private short video for my patrons that um, I do every two weeks and about once a month I, I write a little love letter and um, of course there is a tier where I you and I can speak one-on-one -on -one and about race and dynamics or life or however you'd like for 30 minutes 
So um, please consider supporting my Patreon. It is how I get through each week doing uh, the work that we do. And um, I love it. And I love you. So thank you for listening.